Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. and gentlemen i'm your host blake Rafino. this is are you serious sports we hope that you're making it a good one we know that we are as well massive show in store for you tonight Rafino's rants the how do i want to use this verbiage without being very rude um the people in college football that make crap loads of money are trying to change it yet again this time. And I'm talking about, for the absolute worst, trying to change college football again. The white hair, we don't care as long as our pocketbooks are filled to the brim. We will touch on that tonight. If you missed it earlier today, Ross Dellinger broke some news in reference to college football executives. Whoever in the world college football executives are, if Listen, if you're going to, and I think Ross Dellinger is elite, not good, not great, elite at what he does in reference to reporting. But when you just use the verbiage college football executives and you're saying that there's changes, you better start naming those individuals who are trying to change college football for the worst. Newsflash, this isn't the NFL. I love college football. I love the NFL too. It's not the same. It's like Little Wayne says, we are not the same. I am a Martian. College football is different from the NFL. Rafino's rants starting off the show. I am pissed off. If you cannot tell, we'll touch that, touch on that uh, here tonight. LSU baseball, what do you want to see tomorrow? So if there's something specific, like Thatcher Heard, his performance, what you want to see at the plate defensively, whatever it is you want to see tomorrow at 2 p.m. when LSU takes on Southern, put it inside the chat right now, and we will get to as many of those comments throughout the show uh, as we can. Jaden Daniels, so we were supposed to talk about this last night, but anytime WBRZ's Matt Trent comes on, 
uh, we are unable to get to more than one topic, it seems, so many times. Uh, but nevertheless, Jane Daniels has been in Dallas over this past weekend working out with Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Jackson Dart with 3DQB. What does he look like? What have they been doing? And what the vibe is from people that we talk uh, talk to and sources around 3DQB who's been there with Bryce and C.J. Stroud all weekend long, what they've seen from Jane Daniels, uh, your LSU quarterback, uh, as Look, officially, it's so LSU kind of made a little bit of a boo-boo, I think, uh, saying that it was going to be March the 6th that spring football was going to start, but about another month as they officially announced, it looks like it's going to be March the 24th will be the opening day for that. March the 6th seemed really, really early for that to be starting anyway. That's why I was kind of questioning it uh, last week, so we'll talk on that. Uh, probably somebody that we will talk to about Jane Daniels here tonight. Carter Bryant joins us at 7.30. Have your questions. Hold them for Carter. Get them inside the chat. Be thinking about them. And we'll get to those with Carter, as many of them as we can uh, as well. Derek Carr to Saints in Jeopardy. If we have time at the end, we will touch on that as well. All right, so we got a lot to get into. I am fired up uh, here tonight. Uh, I have not... Look, this has been... We come in here, and and you guys know this. I'm not trying to put on a facade. Some of the things we do, some of the things we say at times, we're doing a show. We're, you know, live from SiriusXM, live from TuneIn, live from Believe. Some of it's a caricature at some points. You're, you're trying to be entertaining, whatever. Tonight's not going to be that. It's going to be someone who's highly pissed off at what college football executives are trying to do to our sport and listen as someone who played the game as someone who's loved the game for a long time we gave you the expanded playoff and all that kind of stuff so we're about to tee off here tonight so it is what it is all right couple comments before we get started Burberry says what happened to Jay nothing I think Jaden just he knows let me just say this I think that there are some areas that Jay knows that he's got to be more efficient in and he's going to elite measures to get there. You, When you're working out with Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and others to get to that elite level, I, I mean, look, we posted it. Go to our Twitter. Go follow us on Twitter. It's been on there all weekend. Kenny Futch says, Carl the Cat is out there, and he is listening. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, I hope so. I hope so. Call the cats are uh, our good buddy. Doug Ray says they're talking about not stopping the clock after first downs. Well, not only that, I don't. Not only that, they're talking about starting the clock even during, even for uh, 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 incompletions. But we'll we'll touch on all that. I'll give you um, all of that. Brandon Shuts says I am here. How are you? Well, good to have you, and we are good. Daniel Gabriel with the Tucci's uh, logo on YouTube. Tucci's. He said, who can't be excited about the freshman Kling, Jones, and Neal? I don't know. I really don't know, Daniel. They look really good, man. You're, I mean, you're, you're spot on in saying how can you not be excited and to think that you got so many, you got three more years with those young men. Right? I mean, you got this year, next year, and a junior year. 
Uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, old vet says, ah, we are live. That we are. That we are. Um, Kenny says, JD5 gave up partying at Mardi Gras to go train for the 2023 season. This is true dedication. I agree with that. Uh, and Doug Ray, last one before we get rolling, says, but, but, but Blake, it's for the safety of the players. Yeah, you can safety this asshole. No pause. I, I mean, you're so full of shit. I mean, I don't I don't understand why they're constantly trying to change football. And if you're it's like, look, if you're going to screw me, at least give me the courtesy uh, as a man would do as a real man would do. Give me the courtesy and telling me the truth. Give me the courtesy and telling me the truth. Stop with this player safety bullshit. Stop. DeMar Hamlin goes down on the field, is in cardiac arrest. You have to resuscitate him, and there's no litigation coming from the NFL. He goes out there and then is asked the question, what did the doctors tell you and why that happened? Oh, I don't want to talk about that. Player safety, right? Yeah, uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. Horse crap. Horse crap. But I'll tell you what they're proposing right after this break. I lied. Last one. Ryan Gidry says at least Daniels is training and not going to slip with his flip-flops on. <laughs> it's true. I don't think my man wear flip, wears flip-flops. I think he wears slides. Considering all the photos that we've seen. Uh, I have him in slides. All right. Pooh Bear's with us. He's going to be behind on the ones and twos. Um, glad to have him with us as well. <coughs> They'll be live at eight o'clock their new time. So go check them out at the golden boot podcast. They had a show last night as well. All right, let's do it. Pooh. Let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag and our good friends over at GM Barno and sons. Before we do that very quickly, everybody hit the like and share, whether you're on Facebook, YouTube, or you listen to us on the radio, you're listening to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate, review, and subscribe as well. So close to hitting that 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. We're giving away the $200. We'll be live again on the Rafino and Joe show tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. So subscribe to, to both. I am trying to give somebody $200. If you go out there and get 10, 20 people to subscribe to both, I will give you $200. I promise you that. I will end it right now. Go do it. All right. Story by good friends over at BetOnline.ag and GM Barno and Sons, Rafino's Rants. It's time to get biblical, y'all. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. 
RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Barndo and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. We're, We're back. back. All right, if you missed today, we don't really have a lot of time to play around. Ross Dellinger this morning. So let's get this thing started, y'all. Let's get this thing started, y'all. Don't forget to hit the like and share. Um, if you missed it this morning, Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated reported that college football executives are trying to propose a change in college football. I'm not even going to, to go on a ramble at first. I want to give you what they're trying to propose, and we'll go off of that. The first thing that these college football executives are trying to propose is prohibiting consecutive timeouts. Like, as an example, if you're trying to ice the kicker late in the game, they don't want you to be able to use multiple timeouts. Idiotic. That's number one. No untimed downs in the first or third quarter. If of all of these, okay, whatever. You don't want untimed downs, whatever. It's not as if it's going to speed the game up anymore. Like, what are we talking about? Three minutes here? Like, it's not It's not going to really change anything. So if there's a penalty or something happens at the end of the first or third quarter, you're just going to go into the following quarter and then you'll replay or you'll you'll redo the down, you'll do the replay, <clears throat> whatever. Makes no sense. That one, it doesn't really evolve, involve a lot of teams a lot of times. It is what it is. Number three, the clock runs on every first down except for two minutes inside the, uh, the first and second half. Let me repeat that. The clock runs on first downs except for two minutes uh, for except for the two minutes of each half. Well, Blake, the NFL does it. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Here's the probably, probably the stupidest, and I'm talking about the most idiotic thing that I've ever heard. And when it comes to sports, like especially college football is this last proposal that the clock will run on incompletions once the ball is spotted. What? What are you trying to change that for? So here are my thoughts on that. Number one, on the timeout rule, it's their fucking timeouts. It's their timeouts to be able to do with them what they want. I understand that some of these rules, the NFL does them, right? But there's a reason why the NFL has different rules inside of the regular season and in the playoff. The overtime rule changes, as an example. But if you get to a situation where you have all three timeouts at the end of a game and you didn't have to burn any of those timeouts... Why are you not going to be able to use them to ice a kicker? 
let me give another example. LSU went for two, right? If LSU goes for two, they they got to get two to either tie a game or win a game late in the fourth quarter. Does this start to kind of sound a little bit familiar? Happened the first week in November. You see a formation you don't like. You go out there, you run your offense out there, you call a timeout. Maybe something happened. Maybe you're in a situation where Jane Daniels gets stopped at the one yard line. You burn a timeout because five seconds are left on the clock. You go out there to run another play, and then you need to call another timeout because the formation that the defense is running and what the play that you're about to run is going to be detrimental to your team. You can't call a second timeout. Why? How is that going to speed the game up? And then you're part of what does not calling two timeouts back-to-back and in the college football executives meeting said it would help player safety. How does it help player safety if I get to call back-to-back timeouts in a game? That's idiotic. Here's where it really gets stupid. The clock runs on first down except for two minutes and a half. Now, I get that the NFL is one of, if not the most, if not the biggest sport in the United States. I understand that. Maybe even the world when you talk about how much dollars that the NFL brings in. I understand that they do that. I I, I understand that. It works good for them. This isn't the NFL. So what the NFL does and what they continue to do is lead. And lead by example when it comes to in-game things. They got things that they have to work that they that they have to work on. But college football and college football executives trying to make college football in this ruling If you get a first down, the clock runs. Why are you trying to be so much like the NFL? You know, I was okay. I I didn't necessarily like it. I was okay with you trying to expand the playoff. You did it. Here it comes. Next season, 2024, here comes an expanded college football playoff. You want to expand it to 12. You want to expand it to 16. You want to be more like the NFL. I get it generates you more money, generates teams more money. I understand. Then ESPN executives, CBS executives, they try to put the SEC and the Big Ten in what will ultimately be two mega conferences because it looks as if the Pac-12 is on their very last leg and not being able to strike a TV deal with anybody those teams are going to have to go somewhere. Looking more and more like it's going to just be a big four. Eventually, I'm sure it will be a big two. American, AFC, NFC. I get that's what college football wants to be at. I know that's what they want to do. But college football can be its own thing. You don't have to replicate the game from the NFL to college football. Newsflash. There's only 32 teams in the NFL. There's over 120 
college football teams in America that can compete in the group of five and power five. And before you say, well, Blake, a group of five team can never make it to the playoffs, newsflash to you, Cincinnati got there a couple years ago, and this year, if you would have had a college football playoff, Tulane would have gotten into it. It's a complete, yes, do you play the same sport? Sure. You play the same sport. But if I want to watch the NFL, which I love the NFL, my wife and I, Megan and I, have season tickets to the Saints. Her dad had them, God willing, and bless his heart. When he passed away, we, they got, came to us, and we continue to have those tickets. Love the Saints. Love the NFL. But as God is my witness, I just don't understand the ideas and thought processes of why you're trying to make college football so much more like the NFL. Why can't it be its own thing? Hell, you're literally, guys, LSU is an example, made $50 million in TV revenue last year. There's 14 teams in the SEC, about to be 16 next year, in which that deal is supposed to exceed 60 to $70 million a year in TV money. You know who I blame, and we'll get to number four in just a second. You know who I blame? At some point, commissioners got to step up. Greg Sankey, I think, has been a great commissioner. But at what point are you trying to sell your soul in all of this? You know, the NCAA... Went to court last week. I don't know if you know this. But the NCAA went to court last week and lost. And I think ultimately they're trying to lose these federal court cases when it comes to paying players, calling them employees. They are trying so hard to become the NFL. It's ridiculous. That's not the most egregious thing. Here's the most egregious thing. I We gave you the expansion. We gave you the expanded playoff. We gave you the mega conferences. No one's in a big uproar. But then I look at number four. The fourth proposal and the last proposal in all of this is that the clock runs on incompletions once the ball's been spotted. Can someone explain to me what logical sense it mean, it, it, it is that you're going to run the clock on an incompletion? What do you do for a spike? What do you do? You have these older, this older generation running college athletics. You got a new president with who is a, go a sitting governor or was a sitting governor who's now going to be the NCAA president who doesn't have a football background trying to run college football. You have yelled at me. You have argued with me. You have told me I'm a big-ass Rudy Poo for saying that college football needs an outright commissioner. I am telling you, there has to be an outright commissioner who can fight these battles and say, 
when the e when ESPN runs their happy-go-lucky asses into the SEC, Big Ten, whatever offices that they think that they can control and say, you know what, we want shorter games and longer TV timeouts. Why don't, if you're wanting to speed the game up, why don't, here's a thought, you can add the same amount in reference to quantity of commercials, why don't you just reduce the number of times and instead of it being a minute commercial, make it a 30-minute commercial? Instead of CBS and their Rudy Pooh ass, uh, quite honestly, football broadcasting, instead of taking, you know, I went to a game last year. CPS called an LSU game. LSU Old Miss. Did you know... LSU called a timeout in the first half, and the TV timeout was literally in life, like in real life, was seven minutes and 42 seconds. But yet you're worried about the player safety. You're worried about so many different things. You know what hurts player safety? Sitting there for seven minutes so that you can make your money. You're literally going to run the clock on incompletions. That's a – like, who came up with that proposal? I think the person that came up with the proposal that the clock should run on incompletions should be banned from sports for the rest of their life. If the person has direct TV, direct TV needs to make sure that their package, pause, does not have sports on television. It's a joke. And you might ask yourself, well, why is Blake so upset about this? Guys, it's changing everything college athletics is about. Everything that college athletics is about. And you wonder why I'm stressed about why college football is changing. You know, this past weekend, a player at Tennessee, for the University of Tennessee, I know majority of you in here hate Tony Vitello. I get it. Really, I get it. I know how brash Italians can be. One day, I will tell you a story about Tony Vitello's uh, sister yelling at my nephew at a baseball game, and then she felt so bad, she, had, she went to the concession stand and got him something to eat and brought it back to him. That's how that whole family acts. I understand it. It's how most Italians act. But they change so many things in college athletics to where a guy at the plate in Tennessee this past weekend is screaming for time. Screaming, timeout, 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 timeout. And the fat, saggy, big titty ass, no good motherfucker behind home plate is not giving him a timeout. That big, saggy ass, big ass, areola, pepperoni, titty nipples. What the fuck are we doing here? I don't fucking get it. It's all about the dollar. And then, and then here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. You will get mad at me. You'll get mad at Gordon. You'll get mad at whoever for doing NIL deals, but you won't go after the motherfuckers that are trying to change the game right in front of your face. You go on Twitter. You say, oh, NIL's bad. Oh, kids shouldn't get, get paid. But yet, ADs across the country are selling their fucking souls for this.
For what? For what? So the true definition of sellout, the true definition of sellout is ADs and commissioners across the country. Clock runs on incompletions. I really want to walk into the NCAA's office in Indianapolis and be like Denzel on training day. I'm about to put cases on all you bitches. Running the clock on incompletions. Have you lost your ever-living mind? Prohibiting consecutive timeouts, whatever, take it. No untimed downs in the first and third quarter. You know what? If it makes your jollies feel really good, go ahead and take it. But the clock running on first down is something that has been in college football for a while now. Or st- the clock being stopped, excuse me, has something that has been in college athletics for a while now in college football. Was there when I played. But my God, start the clock when an incompletion happens. I dare you. Blake's making threats. Yes. All right. Couple comments. Dane Bergeron, thank you for the $5 Super Chat. Says, Blake, I am 100%, uh, 1,000% with you. College football needs a commissioner. I would caveat that in that it should be someone that actually understands football. I'm with you. I've been preaching and screaming for the rafters. Look, do I like Roger Goodell? No. Really, I don't. You know what Roger Goodell, though, really is? A damn good businessman, and stupid shit like this doesn't happen. Bro, they're trying, they're literally, literally trying to change things that makes no sense. Rob says Blake's hot hot tonight. Yeah, I'm pretty pissed. Doug Ray says, you say that as if ADs have sold their souls. They have sold their souls. Commissioners have sold their souls. I, I mean, guys, at what, point, at what part are you just going to say, can you chill out with the rule changes for a minute? Cool. Tulane's going to play Georgia next week. Tulane would have made the playoff. Let me just tell you something really quickly. You think LSU was bad? Okay. Tulane would have gotten their absolute titty nipples ripped off if they would have gone to Athens and played. Good luck. Good luck, Tulane, going to Athens and playing them in December. Good luck. But, Blake, look at TCU. TCU couldn't get past the 50-yard line after they scored their first touchdown. They didn't do it for three and a half quarters after. All right, one more. Andrew Paul Martin says, here's two suggestions. 
expediated reviews, yes, and cut down on media breaks, yes, but no, let's do it ass backwards. They're doing it ass backwards. People saying that they'll never eat pepperoni pizzas again. (laughs) It's stupid, man. It's the stupidest thing that I've ever seen. And, And by the way, like I mentioned earlier in the show, like I mentioned earlier in the show, you get to a situation where I, I do I think Ross Dellinger is an elite reporter? Yes, I do. Like, really, I do. I think that what he does for his job, he does an extre- he does it extremely well. One of the better ones out there. The problem I have with Ross Dellinger's report today is don't tell me college football executives. Start naming names. Start naming names. Because here's, to wrap this up, here's all that they're doing. They're leaking this story. Guys, being in this business, as long as I have, they're leaking the story to Ross Dellinger to see your reaction. Because they have no idea what they're doing. All right. Let's get to Carter Bryant. Jane Daniels working out with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud this weekend. I know that Carter saw that. We'll talk some college football spring in about a month away. What is he looking forward to? We'll touch on that. But let's talk about our good friends of the Drake Williams Law Firm. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com back in one minute. Carter the Bryant. Carter the Power Bryant, excuse me. By the Drake Williams Law Firm. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. We're back. Carter, I'm pissed. Let's hear it. Why are you mad? Did you see Ross Dillinger's report today? No, I'm kidding. I, I always tune in a few seconds before I come on. Yeah, I heard I heard you pretty uh angry. What 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 is the biggest issue you have? Clock running on incompletions. What I mean okay. like so, so you don't have you don't have issues with the first three. That seems to be- no, I no, I I mean, look, if you want to change the first two, the the chance. But see, here's the problem I have with number one. Hypothetically, LSU. Let let's let's set the stage here. LSU versus Alabama, okay, in Tuscaloosa next season. Jane Daniels throws a beautiful thirty yard bomb to Malik Neighbors. But he just so happens to get tackled at the one. Okay? You call a timeout. Okay? Go off on the sidelines. You come up with a play. You go back out there to run it. 
and then the defense gives you a look that you don't like, and the play's just not going to work. You have two other timeouts. So now you're telling me I can't call another timeout even though I've gone literally 29 minutes and held on to those? That is, number one, that's idiotic, okay? Right. Number two, if you don't want to do the on-time downs to speed up the game of all of these, you know, whatever. Carter, the clock running even though you get a first down, look, I get it. But this isn't the NFL. You don't have to do everything the NFL does. If the NFL jumps off the bridge, you don't have to. And then number four, the clock running on incompletions is probably, and I say this with all due respect, is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Right. So I'll I'll shout out Pierce right here because I am a believer that if you can speed up sports – do it right i am a pro seven inning college baseball guy carter just but stop though but i'm gonna focus on the topic at hand i'm gonna focus at the topic at hand okay i am pro pitch clock i am pro everything speed it up i am not in this instance and i'm not just saying it because i'm name one of those that speeds it up that's not that's not detrimental to the game None of it really speeds it up all that much. It just doesn't. Like, I feel as if what, you know, let's take the incompletion rule. I think everyone's in agreement that the clock running after incompletions is not great. I would not do that one. The other three are are interesting. They're trying to save time. I totally Hey, here's an idea. Had the same amount of timeouts, but instead of a minute, do 30 seconds and sell the same ad. Or what I think they will do, Blake, is at some point you're going to start seeing some split-screen ads, right? You know Where, who did that and the time went down? Amazon. Well, what did they do? I'm curious. I have no idea. Split-screen commercials. Did you know that their games were 34 minutes less time than any other? Okay, so like on – oh, you're talking about the Thursday night broadcast. Okay. Yes. Right. So yeah. Hey, I you're think- in a timeout. You're in a timeout. It's a 30 second timeout. Run an ad. Right. So I I think you'll start seeing when a team is in the huddle, they'll they'll show a split screen ad. Now, obviously, if you play Tennessee or or no huddle teams, that changes things. But you know, as we move along, you'll see more ad integration. Um, and hopefully that shortens the games. But honestly, a lot of this is on the networks, right? They have these super long commercial breaks that last infinity um and that really is what slows things down more than anything else so you know i i i I think they're going to experiment with a few things but i do agree with what you said they leaked this to ross dellinger to see what the public no doubt no doubt and i'm sending this to the governor of Massachusetts, I'm sending this to everybody I know because I'm clipping it and I'm telling them that they sold their souls to the devil. <laughs> Carter, like, it's just look, we look. What? Do, why do we have to constantly change things? Let me just say, this, I'm okay with three hours. Yeah, I'm too. Look, I look. Here's why I'm pretty ardent about uh, about the length of college football games. You only get 13 of them a year if you make a bowl, right? You're only guaranteed 12 of them. That's it. 
who cares if they last four score in seven years? I don't let I, I, I want as much college football as I can. So I don't I don't get the need to speed things up and put it in a three hour window. But I, what I also think, Blake, there have been some studies being released on this is that Gen Z's attention span isn't as long. Fuck and, them. Fuck them. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> fuck them. You and MJ, you and the Michael Jordan meme, F them kids. Carter, they don't make up a third of our population. They don't even make up 25% of our population. That's why a lot of people want to speed things up because Gen Z likes things. Gen Z can't – people born in Gen Z can't spell Gen Z. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's 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 why they're doing it, Blake. They want to, they want everything, and and look, here here's what I think is going to happen, right? I think a lot of sports leagues are going to worry about the length of things because of Gen Z, because of attention spans being shorter. But the issue is, is college football doesn't have to worry about that because of one reason. They have something that the other sports leagues don't have, and that is immediacy. Every game carries so much freaking weight. And when there is so much weight on something, people are going to tune in from start to finish. So if I'm college football, I think they're panicking a little bit about the length. Because even if you – let's just say every one of those rules pass, you're shaving maybe 10, 15 minutes off the game. No big deal, right? In the grand scheme of things, that it's not really that much time. And that's not including if things actually go to overtime. I don't mean to say this to take a shot at Ross Dellinger. I'm using him as a uh, scapegoat in this kind of situation. If reporters don't have the spine to say who the college football executives are and saying that they won't name the source, Carter, me and you have been in this business too long. That's horse shit. Name who's uh, well, trying to change I, it. I, I will say, I will disagree with that. Okay. Carter, if they're trying to change college athletics, the public view, the fan base, let's call it what it is, the customer base has a has a right to know who's trying to change it. Because you know, and you know why they're not letting it know? Because they know it's so stupid that they would get egg on their face. And they told and Ross not to say anything. Okay, but but here's the thing. Aren't you happy that you know it? No. No. Yes. Let me I want I, I, I want a public face. I want someone to ba da 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 Hiya! Punch that bitch right in the mouth if I got but, to. Like, that's that's not how that's not how reporting works though. Sometimes he doesn't have a spine. It, who's college football Carter, who's college football executives? Name them. More, more, well, more than likely, it's probably Bill Hancock. More than likely, that's he can it. hold a cock. That's for damn sure. He, I got a cock he can hold. That's how pissed off this makes me. Hey, look, I. So, so full full disclosure. I, I, I know Delhi. I wouldn't necessarily consider us like close friends, but I will defend him because anonymous things. Oh, so you're defending a friend. I don't. I don't know. I, he's obviously not on your same level of friendship. But I'm defending his reporting tactics. Sometimes things are remained anonymous for a reason. Anonymous, and, these nuts. That. But guess what? But no. But no. Stop. Aren't you happy that you know? Aren't you happy that you 
on but your I want to know who's trying. Your... But here's the problem, though, Carter. Here's the problem with this article, and then we got to get to LSU. We're two down the okay, rat, yeah. far the rabbit hole. Not here's fine. the problem with that. Who's trying to change it? College football executives. Who are, and who is that? Is the NCAA trying to change it? Because then we have a bigger issue. Okay. Is I the, doubt it. I doubt it. Well, then I, who? Then who is a college football exec? Well, and who? Probably. And, and, and look, in our society, you have a fashion of people who believe that in our world, you have somebody behind the big red curtain using the little puppet strings. That article. It literally tells you that that's what college football is doing. Yeah, so I'm happy that Dellinger shared that. I it, I don't I don't care who it is. I'm just happy that there are powerful people that want to do this to the sport. It is good for us as a public to know that, right? Because now we can wrong. Back. No, we, you say yes or no to this. You are happy that you know this information. If I'm happy and I know it, I'll clap my hands, and this isn't one of those times. But, but you should be. You I'm happy. I'm glad that we know it. But exactly. you and I both know anybody that has sourcing in this, in this game, you know, like, oh, can you keep a secret? That's them telling you, I'm about to tell you something off the record. You and I both know that. Okay, happens right. five but, but, to ten times a day but, in our line of work. But the but, bottom, but, but the that, bottom line is, Carter, do it. okay. Then you know what? Here on the on February twentieth, you know how I act with stuff like this. I'm making my personal vendetta to find out. Yeah. Okay. So let let's do it together. Let's Woodward and Bernstein this thing, right? Let's see if we can see who uh, who this college football executive is. The truth, though, is I am happy that I know. I am happy that I know they are trying to do this to college football. Okay, um, whoever the whoever it is, they might just be spitballing to see how the public reacts. Obviously, most of the diehard college football world doesn't want this change to happen. My my big point from my personal viewpoint is. I want the games to remain the same because there are so few games that we actually have. I don't care that they last Agreed. forever. That we this is college football is the most scarce major sport that we have in our society, right? So however long it takes to play it, however long it takes to play. I I that's just how I feel. But I do have something uh, I want to share with you. I know you like JV and Toviano. I just got done putting uh, together a deep dive on him and a few other recruits. So I'm really excited about spring football. Let's go. All right. I'll get you like three or four more questions. Let's talk some football and then I'll get you out of here. I know that we spent way no, too long on that. Let's go. Jane Daniels at in da out in Dallas uh, working out with Bryce Young and CJ Stroud as those two men get ready for the draft. I know that you shared it. Uh, Jane Daniels did a lot of interesting things talking to sources. Um, talking to people uh, that were there, talking to an NFL scout, talking to an assistant GM who, you know, is in there saying Jane Daniels looked really good this weekend. When you look and see that what he's doing and how he's trying to build it, throwing the ball down the field, your thoughts? Yeah, it's great. Obviously, you know, when you work out with guys that have accomplished as much as 
those two college quarterbacks have accomplished, it's it's a very good thing. And especially those two quarterbacks in particular, right? Jaden is way better of a runner as both of those guys. And now he could see those guys do what they do way better than he does, which is obviously throw the football vertically. All those things are very good, right? And, you know, Jaden, as far as like working on his craft, you know, based on what I've heard and people that are close to him, the intangible aspect of his quarterbacking is incredible. He is an extremely hard worker. He's a great leader. People love him, plays through injury. He's one of the most reliable guys you can have on your team. And it's good seeing him do those little things to become better as a quarterback. So really excited to see him in spring, really excited to see Malik and everybody get back together. And hopefully, you know, this offense, you know, takes that next step, Blake, for the college football playoff run. Carter, if they look, so here's what I here's what I believe. Okay. You're never too old to teach a new uh, a dog old tricks. You know the old saying goes, and that's probably a horrible exp- right. expression to use on Jaden, but you get what I'm what I'm trying to say here. I think he throws a pretty ball. I think that here's what I noticed in that in that film. His footwork's a lot more clean. Okay. Right. The the quick slant, the the sidearm, absolute rope on the slant. If he can cut the play action pass, the 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 things that he did, and I posted his entire workout uh, on Sunday. If he can de- continue to develop those things, now I get people say, well, there's nobody in coverage. It's not a pass rush. I'm not really right. worried about Jane Daniels getting away from a pass rush and throwing the ball down the field. I'm more worried of him having the confidence to do it. Do you agree with that or not? Yeah, it's just going to come down to him being more comfortable being uncomfortable, right? And what I mean by that is throwing the ball before the receiver is completely open. That's obviously a very difficult thing. It's it's hard. to. I, I highly recommend anyone just go throw with a buddy. It's hard to throw a football when someone is not looking at you yet. It is a hard thing to do, and that's obviously going to be huge for 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 his next step. But you know, the only way you can get better at doing that is you know, repping it in practice and getting back into game situations and actually doing it. But in the meantime, obviously, you sharing the clips, and I'm retweeting every time you share some of those clips. Um, you know, seeing him, you know, work on his craft is is absolutely huge, and I, I love it. And, and uh, like you, like I, I just personally like Jaden as a person. I'm just very happy that he is uh, LSU's quarterback because he's everything I want intangible wise as a quarterback. And if he takes the next step, that fifth year step that we're hoping to see, uh, he, he's going to take LSU a long way next year. Uh, you talked about JV and Taviano and some of the freshmen. Uh, give us some cliff notes on on what you've been breaking down. Yeah, so on Power Hour LSU, we're releasing the senior tape of these guys, and you know, who are, at who, the, very quickly, really, who are these guys? Just if you want to name yeah, some so of the recruits, we, we've re- we've released three. We've done Shelton Sampson, we've right. Done Lance Hurd. Uh, I do want to share. This is something that Lance uh, let me know personally. He does want to be known as Lance Hurd instead of the Lance. Um, and then also um, Whit Weeks is who I dropped uh, yesterday. Now, what's interesting is Weeks of those three is the only, uh, the only early enrollee of the three that I've done. Toviano is actually getting ready. That video is going to drop at 8.15. So in about 
30 minutes or so or 20 25 minutes whatever um so like what i do is i go look at their senior highlights i then go look at some other senior clips and then i go see what they do in these all-star all-american settings when they're going up against elite guys and in toviano one thing i really liked about him blake is he was fearless like he went up against the best like there was a lot of him going up against Nicholas Harbor, who is the best, you know, receiver in, in my estimation outside of Zachariah Branch in the country. Um, and, and that obviously he, Harbor went to South Carolina. But I look at those. I, I look at the little things, how, how they hustle on plays that weren't in their direction, um, how they match up in certain games versus certain kinds of schemes and try my best to see how that's going to translate um, into the next level. And I'm, I'm telling you, one guy that just really stood out to me was Whit Weeks. I, I was really impressed with what he did as a senior, what he did at the Army All-American game. And honestly, Blake, I in, in all my years doing this, I've never seen someone do as many different things as that guy did. Now, is he going to be an elite player? I don't know. Um, he's got to put some size on if he's going to play on the inside, Carter. Right. And and he's he's, he's – I mean – he's got to get bigger. And then, you know, he's not the fleetest of foot. He's a great athlete, but he's not, he, he's not S tier athlete. He's not elite athletically, but I'm telling you that guy was one of the funnest players I've ever watched. Um, but right now, obviously my, my board has stayed mostly the same. There have been a few players that have moved up. Kamarion Pinton is one of those guys. And one guy I just can't quit watching. And I know it's mostly just his junior stuff, but Caleb Jackson Caleb Jackson is just a really gifted uh, football player. He, he runs a little upright, but athletically, he is very, very special. To be north of 200 and run as fast as he does, I, I'm telling you, Blake, he can really play. And if he's fully healthy, fully locked in, ready to go, I, I think he'll get some carries next season. So that's what I'm doing right now. I know you take that stuff very seriously as well. Um and uh, I, I love doing it. I, I really do. I love getting to know these kids. And obviously, I got to interview a few of them a few weeks ago. Um, but, man, I, I really like Toviano. He interviews well. He's a very special uh, kid. He's a guy that Brian Kelly personally just, you know, speaking to a few people. Really, he's a guy that really Brian likes. Kelly actually he just, really likes yeah, him. Yeah, he, he, right, he, he just likes him. Uh -huh. Like, he, he, he personally loves this guy. And personally, he's really excited that he's an early enrollee. So we'll see. You know, obviously, I think LSU is going to see if he could play corner. And then eventually I do see him as a safety. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, he's just a guy that you want to have in your stratosphere um, because of his attitude and so many different things. But I love watching it. I think this is going to be a really good crop of players. Now, the big question, Blake, is going to be, and, you know, you and I privately have discussed this uh, before, but there is this idea amongst LSU fans that, a bunch of true freshmen are ready to play year one. Yeah, that you're right. That, that last year was an anomaly. We we had you know obviously some really special, um, transcendent level players, and um, and and those guys were ready to go, and we were very lucky that they were ready to go. This year might not be the same because those guys are coming back, and we're, we're just an overall better experienced roster. We have a better idea of what we have going into next year so you might not see as many just year one superstars as LSU had last year but there's still some very good players coming in I can 
uh, agree with that holistically because I think you got more guys that are going to come. Obviously, offensively, there's not a lot of spots outside of right tackle uh, yeah. that guys could instantly come in and start, but those guys will have to we'll have to wait and see. Carter, last thing for you. Yes, something that me and you have not talked about publicly. Tommy Reese takes over as the OC at Alabama, along with Kevin Steele as the DC. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video that we posted. Uh, everybody said Bill O'Brien was a horrible offensive coordinator. But the funny thing about that is when you have a, a season where you score 39.9 points per game offensively and then 41.5 points per game offensively, and everybody said you were down this year offensively and you're still scoring 41 points, I don't think they had a Bill O'Brien issue. I think they had a disciplinary and Nick uh, disciplinary problem and a Nick Saban issue that people don't want to address and want to talk yeah. about. I guess now, what are your thoughts about Tommy Reese of all people taking over as OC in Bama? Yeah, it's kind of a slap in the face to BK. I, 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 you know, I, I, I kind of took that some type of way, and I'm not just defending Brian Kelly for for just to defend him here. But you wouldn't leave for LSU to join Brian Kelly, but you would leave for Alabama. I, I think that speaks volumes for whatever reason. Um, do you think but, he, do you think it speaks on how like his character? Yeah, well, not Tommy's character, but you know, why would you not leave to to join LSU? What does LSU have that Alabama doesn't? I don't know. I don't know. Let me um, add, let me ask you this question: Does it tell you anything about Saban about in reference to LSU? Well, what I think happened here was, and and this is key, right? And and once again, I don't know Tommy personally, but you know, when if you're the offensive coordinator under Brian Kelly, Brian Kelly is an offensive guy, right? Now he played defense when he played, but he is more on the offensive side of the football. Tommy Reese, of course, I understand staying with Marcus Freeman and having autonomy because Marcus Freeman is a defensive coach, and Tommy Reese obviously is the offensive play caller. Going to Alabama, the same thing still applies, right? Tommy Reese is going to have full control of the offense. I think what Nick is going to try to do, Blake, is Tommy Reese doesn't play at a fast pace. He doesn't run the running. He's going back to his old ways. He's going back to his old ways. And and Nick, you know, older coaches don't like to go out on the limb. They like to, you know. He's going to want to run the football and play good defense. That's it. And and obviously. You you know why, Carter? Tell me if you believe – you know why? Because Kirby's doing it. Yeah, and I, I also just think Nick at this age wants to just be a little bit more steady. I don't think Nick feels as comfortable with this quarterback room. Um, but, you know, for me, I I I like the move from an LSU perspective because that is just going to inspire Brian Kelly that much more, right? I would – I'm telling you right now, if I was Brian Kelly and I saw that happen – I would be livid. I would be beyond angry for this reason. Tommy Reese is in this position because of Brian Kelly. And you don't want to join me at LSU, but now you want to go join my arch rival. And I am the reason why you are where you are in this profession. And that is just the facts. That's not me, you know, sugarcoating it. That's just what happened. Um, I, I, I'm, if I'm BK, I'm, I'm even more inspired to beat Alabama next year. And it, he didn't need any more motivation, but now he does. Like, I think I it, would, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I would Go be ahead. furious. I, I, if I was, if I was BK, I would be furious that, that Tom Reese made that decision. I understand going to Alabama. I understand 
leaving Notre Dame. And Tommy Reese might have gotten tired of all the BS that happens at Notre Dame now that we now know what happens. But still, I if I'm BK, I'm, I'm, I am so mad that, that this guy did this. It's hard to disagree. Let me tell you what, what I what when I saw that he was a target. I it's hard for me, it's hard for me to believe that if Brian Kelly called Nick Saban and asked him about taking the LSU job, that which Brian Kelly and Nick Saban both confirmed. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Both yeah. of them confirmed that. It's very difficult for me to believe that he didn't call Brian Kelly about Tommy Reese. I think, yeah. I, I think, hint, hint, wink, wink, that a phone call was made to Brian Kelly and asked about him and said, Nick, he's going to run the same stuff we're doing. And you know that what we do is, quite honestly, we want to take some sh- vertical shots, yes, but our bread and butter is running the football. LSU proved it last year was shattering the rushing touchdown rec- rushing uh, touchdown record from uh, last year. It's interesting to watch how college football is getting back to it. It, it is on. We are. It, I think that we are on to something here in reference to how college football is getting back a little bit more to a look. Stetson Bennett might throw for four thousand yards. But when the going get tough, when Georgia was down to Ohio State, what did they do, Carter? They ran the ball. Okay. They ran the ball at 8.9 yards per carry. Carter, did you know that in the second half of that Ohio State game, they ran double of the amount of attempts in that second half than they did in the first? That's impressive. And and look. Now, don't get me wrong. Stetson went out there and, you know, Stetson did, but at the same time, that play-action pass doesn't work if you're not running the football at 8.9 yards per carry. That helped. And what what I'll also say is this. Tommy Reese's yard per play numbers at Notre Dame is is actually awful. Well, they were actually okay because if you They were like 6.9, correct? Well, that's good. If you're over six total yard per play, that's pretty good, right? Okay. But he had to deal with some rough quarterback situations well that's on him too now that's on him too he knew he didn't have a quarterback so let's not he doesn't get an excuse for that because but where he does get an excuse so is that the guy that he had buckner or whatever his name buckner was was worse than than the pine than drew pine right but they had injuries so he had to adjust and marcus was obviously in over his head early in the season carter i i get you LSU had their starting quarterback go down in the second half versus Georgia, and Nussmeyer threw for three hundred and two tutties. Right. I, so, I, look, I, like I'm not. I, listen, I'm not giving him zero. I'm not giving him any excuses when you had that much established in a program. Right. But what I, what I will say is their YPP numbers were a lot better than what I initially thought. YPP. Yeah, I, you know me. Yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't honestly I don't I don't think I don't think Reese is is terrible. I just I just found that interesting. And you're right, Nick Pry called him and Brian might not I, I mean might, Carter, tell me if I'm BK, it, BK it, might it, not care. I'm telling you, BK might not 
care. Oh, no, I don't believe that. But if, if, if I'm just saying, if it was me and I got you your start in your industry, you would feel some type of way. And you said no to me. And then you say yes to the guy. And I, and BK loves saving and saving likes him, all, all that good stuff. Ultimately, this, this is a competitive business. I, I would be furious. And I, I would, uh, I think Mike Dimbrock's even more inspired now as well. And hopefully, you know, we take that into Tuscaloosa next year and we beat him again. That's all. That's, that's the only way you can, you, you, you can handle this. So we'll, I, we'll see. I lied. I don't know if me and you talked about this last question. I swear to God. Yeah, go ahead. That's it. LSU goes from a, a, a total defense around the, you know, the high nineties to one hundreds in the last two years to this year, they were 41st Carter. If LSU would have converted defensively a third of the third downs that they ultimately gave up, what do you think the total defensive numbers would have been for LSU last season? Like oh, instead of 41st, where they would have, where would you think they would have ranked? So were they 41st in total or, defense? In total defense. Correct. Okay. So if they would have only gave, let me repeat it. If they would have given up, a third less third down conversions. Where do you think that they would have ranked in total defense? It's going to oh, blow wait. you away. That let's hear it. I, I'm, I'm, 12th. I'm 12th. It's pretty good. What here, here's what I'll say about LSU's defense going into next year. So there, there has been more studies done on this at the NFL level that so much of what your defense does honestly comes down to the, quality of quarterback that you're playing Agreed. so in other words sometimes defensively there are some things you can't do right the other guy just goes out there and makes plays the schedule for lsu this next season at the quarterback position is way more favorable than what it was last year right Young is gone anthony richardson is gone there are quite a few starters that are really good football players that are no longer on that schedule. Now, Jordan Travis is back. Jordan Travis destroyed us. He was, but he is. They went, five. they went 11 of 15 on third down. And in a went 10 of 15 on third down. Uh, Florida went seven of seven of 13 on third down. Bama, I think went seven of 15, maybe on third down. Just remembering off the video. Uh, the, what we talked about, and you know who, what's crazy? Tennessee, first half, eight for eight on, or, or seven for seven on third down. Tennessee did not only scored another. You remember we went down, we went down. What was it, thirty three to something, or thirty to something, or, or thirty to whatever we were. Right, yeah, gone. You know, you know they only scored another touchdown in the second half. Right. Here's Man. another correlation of that. LSU That's didn't here. give up a third down conversion, only one. I like it. But what here's my final thing is I think where LSU's defense is going to be better is they have another year under Matt House's scheme. But the inverse is also going to be true. A lot of people now know what Matt House is going to throw their way, right? So Matt's going to have to, you know, reimagine a few things going into next year as okay. well. And no matter what happens, LSU's got to find a jack linebacker. They got to find someone that 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 could play a very difficult position. And his name's you know, Deshaun Matt, Womack. 
it, it could it could be Womack. It could be your guy. And obviously, your report on him being out of the sling is a really good thing as well. So uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. But yeah, yeah I got salsas. Yeah, well, it's good to be back. Normal Monday. Uh, yeah, you were hoeing me out there for a while. You were like, Mr. Blake, I can't do it. By the way, yeah, how was the steak that Haley cooked you? Oh, it was world class. Her first ever one. You know, her she sold the recipe. Did she got it from you? No, she got it from her uncle Hubert or something. I read it on Facebook. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> I she wanted did. one. All right, buddy. We'll see you next week. Peace. All right, bud. Cheers. All right, that's Carter the Power Bryant joining us. All right, to wrap up the show, let's do this. Let's get to our very last break. Fire inside your thoughts on what you want to see LSU baseball do tomorrow, and then we'll close it out. But let's talk about our good friends over at uh, Wham Electric or Electrical, uh, a licensed electrical contractor. Give them a call today at 985-241-8059. 985-241-8059. Let them know that Blake Rafino sent you on by. Look, I don't have... Um, a lot of things that I want to see tomorrow, I, I obviously want to see you hit at a better clip. I, I mean, th- but LSU hit the ball really hard Sunday. They hit the ball really hard Friday. Sometimes you're just going to have the ball go to your defender. The SEC is really good when it comes to depth and pitching. I think I watched Florida's recap this weekend. They got a lefty that goes on Sundays. They'll throw 97. I want to see what Thatcher Hurd can do. That is my ultimate thing tomorrow. The thing that I want to see the most. How does Thatcher Hurd come out and prove himself? But we will be live after, um, not after the game, normal time at 7 p.m. Uh, tomorrow. But we'll be tuned into the LSU football game that will tee off at 2 p.m. Central Time. Until then, we'll see y'all soon. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.